Uh, we've been going through a series in Genesis, and if you've missed any of those teachings, they're all online. I would encourage you to uh, pick those up and listen to them as they all kind of connected together. And today we're going to uh, dig into the second chapter of Genesis, amazingly enough, with a message that I'm entitling, Stop Watch, with the punctuation very appropriately marked in very significant ways. So stop watch. If you have uh, your Bibles, I'm going to encourage you to go to Genesis chapter 2, and we'll point out a couple things. We encourage you to take notes, of course, and um, hopefully that will be helpful in your study. Uh, a couple quotes to get us started as we think about the seventh day of creation. Dr. Seuss said one of my favorite quotes, how did it get so late so soon? I mean, have you ever felt that it just got so late so soon? And then this is a very common poetic quote that has been around. Yesterday is the past. That's why they call it history. Tomorrow is the future. That's why it's called a mystery. But today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. Ah. <laughs> When you wish upon a star, exactly. And if you were to answer this question, time is, what would you say? Scarce. Time is precious. Time is money. And I actually, I've had people share that with me, that time is money. Today we're going to be talking about the seventh day. The seventh day, which marks a significant period of time. It's the Sabbath day. It's the seventh day of creation. And there's lots of different analogies that people use for this seventh day. For example, rhythms and drums. And I love, um, just absolutely loved having the band here, by the way, the whole team. Um, Dave and David, well, first of all, Mitch is back. We haven't seen Mitch in a while playing bass for us, so we're thrilled about that. And then Dave and the rest of his team, they're actually here from King's Academy. They're actually, we've hired them to come play for our camps, and this Sunday fit right in between a couple camps. So thank you guys so much for coming and playing for us. We really appreciate that. Uh, so drums, the rhythm of life. Life is a rhythm, and there's times where you're supposed to hit the snare, and there's times where you're not supposed to hit the snare. There's times where you're supposed to be totally on board with work, and then there's times where you're supposed to rest. Sabbath, or the idea of the seventh day, is often analogized by rhythm. And it's often, especially in musical terms, analogized by this symbol. What is this symbol? For those of you who are musical, yes, of course, it's a rest. And this is, by the way, my favorite bar to play. Just this, for those of you who don't know how to play music, just start here, and you're in a good place. When it comes to, some of you got that. When it comes to the Sabbath, however, in Christian circles, especially in regards to the teachings of Jesus, I've heard, um, Danielle and I have heard this actually quite a bit. We don't have to keep the Sabbath anymore. And the reason why we don't have to keep the Sabbath is because of Jesus. And there's some reasons behind some of those teachings. I would like to ask some serious questions about that. Is that really the sentiment? Is that really the soul of what this teaching is? Is that really the very essence, the kind of the, the blood that flows through the veins of what this teaching is? And I think if we were to simply put our I don't know, stake in the ground or put our mind and our soul on this particular teaching that, well, because Jesus has come, we don't have to keep the Sabbath. I think we're missing something much bigger, much deeper, much more profound. The very first message that we gave in the Genesis series is that every single one of us need a different story to live by. We all tell ourselves stories. We all live by narratives, whether they're good stories or bad stories. And this Genesis story 
from that first message I shared is a phenomenal story. It's a, it's a story of going from chaos to order, a story that goes from tohu vavohu and, and formlessness and emptiness and meaningless to meaning and purpose and direction. And the very capstone of this story, this seventh day, this Sabbath day, is all still part of that story. And so if we just simply think of it in these terms, we may be missing something much greater, much deeper, much more profound of what this whole story is encapsulating for us. And so I'd like to start by reading Genesis chapter 2, starting in verse 1. And if you have it there, I'm going to encourage you to read along with me. Verse 1, chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Now, a couple things. Let's throw some data points out there that might be helpful for illumination. Number one, this segment that we just read is 35 words. And if you remember from some teachings, the, the number seven has some significance regarding completion, regarding wholeness. And here in this very last segment, we have 35 words, which is a multiplier of seven. Five times seven. Five being another significant number, which is why we have five books of the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So we have another set of completion there. Now, verse four is this turning point. I don't know if you've ever noticed this before, but in verse four, it says, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And what scholars and, and biblical studies people point out is that at the very beginning of verse four, this is the account of the what? Heavens and the earth, which is the exact same phraseology of Genesis chapter 1-1. So it's almost as if it starts with the story of heavens and earth, and then it ends with a kind of summation statement of the heavens and the earth. And the very end of verse 4 um, mentions that when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Verse 4 is this turning point, this twisting point. Something's happening in verse 4. And a lot of people debate whether or not it actually goes with chapter 1 or chapter 2. And the reason why that's important for us, the reason why that's important for our community is we like to teach you that the Bible did not originally have chapter and verse markings. And so if you read Genesis chapter 1, you might stop in verse 31. Thus, it was the sixth day. And you've completed chapter 1. But that's actually not possibly true. If you take a look at verse 4, there's something more there. Again, giving significance to this seventh day. This seventh day is part of the creation story. So next time you read Genesis chapter 1, read all the way through 2, 3, chapter 2, verse 3, and possibly chapter 2, verse 4. It's the culmination of this creation story. Thus God rested. He Sabbathed on this day. And by the way, it's the first thing that he calls holy. Some key words. Three times the word work shows up. Again, it is the first thing, the first item that God calls holy, which is significant because he doesn't call things, material things, spatial things holy. He calls a segment of time holy. Now, now think about, go back to those verses, uh, those quotes earlier before. Time is 
money. Time is precious. Time is scarce. Even in our own vocabulary, even in our own kind of colloquial, we understand there's something sacred and holy about time. And all of you, I'm sure, have had this moment where you woke up one day and you realized it's your birthday and you said, I am how old? And where did those years go? And then for those of us who work in school, uh, this next kind of season that has come around, you have seniors in your high school that you go, they were just like this tall when I started working here and now they're graduate. Like, where did the time go? So at this very beginning, again, at the very capstone of this creation story, God is calling time holy, which is something that's obviously deeply profound. We know this. We understand this. Um, And then what God does is he ceases. He rests from the work. And I'd like to dig in to see what does this mean. Now, the word there for cease and for rest is the word Sabbath. Everybody say Sabbath. This is where we get our word Shabbat, where we get the word Sabbath. And it means to rest or it means to cease. But it kind of also means to bring to an end. It's a, it's a completion. It's a culmination. Um, I am no longer going to do this work because it no longer needs to be done. I am finished with it. And there's a song, actually, that Jews to this day sing called Shabbat Shalom. I'm going to show you the lyrics of the entire song. There they are. And I'd like for us to just sing it, and it goes like this. For those of you who know it, sing along with me, because that would be helpful. It goes, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat, 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 Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat, 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 Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat, 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 Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat, Shabbat. Shabbat, Shabbat, Shalom, Shabbat, Shalom, Shabbat, Shalom, Shabbat, 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 Shalom. Two words, the entire song, very simple, very, very easy. Now, the word Shalom, if you have studied with this, is not a word that just means peace. It means wholeness. It means completion. It means everything the way it's supposed to be. So there's something really, really beautiful about the Sabbath. And again, if we have in our minds only that, well, Jesus came, we don't have to keep the Sabbath anymore, or we, we're not under those obligations, we may be missing something very, very profound. Let's dig in. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 says this, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. So I would like to ask this question. If the Sabbath, since God has set up the creation story to be markers in time, to set up seasons and days and months, and Sabbath comes every week, once a week, what sign is the Sabbath? If you had to choose a sign, what would it be? Well, I'll give you some indicators of some things that I have seen before. A lot of people I've heard and have thought um, and had interactions and conversations with think of Sabbath as a detour. And what I mean by that is when it comes to the day off that I get, this is now a day that I get to do this. The day that I get to play. I am avoiding the work that I normally do and I am engaging in the work or the play that I really, really want to do. For some of us, the Sabbath is like a detour. 
Now, for some of us, a day off, a day of rest, is like a do not enter sign. I just need a day off to do absolutely nothing. How many of you wish you had way more of these days where you had a day off just to do nothing? And then sometimes I think we have this sign, the yield sign. And the yield sign indicates to me, well, I'm no longer doing my primary work. I'm going to yield to this other project, this other thing that's been aching in the back of my brain that I've got to get to, this thing, this project. I'm I'm behind on this thing, whatever it is. And we yield to it. And I think, actually, for those of us who are in Silicon Valley and those of us who have a job and those of us who are employed and those of us who are a little bit kind of workaholics, this is actually the sign of our day off. It's a speed bump. Well, there's no real change in work. I'm just going to go at a slower pace. I'm not going to check my phone as often as I do, but I'll check it every hour or I'll check it every five minutes rather than every two minutes. You know, however we balance it out. Work is just slowed down. But if the word Sabbath means to cease and the word Sabbath means to quit, it means to put an end then what is the real sign of the Sabbath? Stop. In the name of the... I know some of you are already singing it, so I was just kind of helping you along. Stop. Stop. The seventh day, this culmination of creation, does not mean for us to yield to other things. It does not mean we, this is the day where we can now get to other things that we want to get to. This does not mean that we, we can finally catch up with the things that we're behind. The seventh day, the Sabbath day, the Shabbat means stop. That's your sign. Stop. Question. Stop what? Two options. If you read the accounts carefully, in both Exodus And in Deuteronomy, many of you know the fourth commandment. Yes? Honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Now, there's lots of discussion about why are there two different accounts. One's in Exodus, one's in Deuteronomy. They're both listed in the Ten Commandments. These are commandments that we're supposed to keep. But remember, if these commandments are actually more covenantal, this is a relationship, then there's something even deeper going on here. Why honor the Sabbath? What is it that we're supposed to seize from? If you read the Exodus 20 account carefully, the reason why you're supposed to honor the Sabbath is because of the creation story. Remember, six days God created, on the seventh day he rested. And it says very specifically to remember, and this goes into the story that we've been about, remember the fullness of the story. Now in Deuteronomy chapter 5, you're supposed to guard protect the Sabbath. Why? Because you were once slaves in Egypt. So this Sabbath day, this seventh day rest is tied to two stories. One, the creation story that God created. Two, you were once slaves in Egypt. And remember, you are not supposed to enslave anyone else, nor your manservant, nor your maidservant, not even your ox and your donkey. They're supposed to get a day off. So what is it that we're supposed to stop? According to those two passages, here are my suggestions. Number one, stop creating. In some rabbinical circles, even to this day, the idea of Sabbath is not that you don't do any work. 
It's that you don't do any creative work. Stop participating in the activity of development, producing, bringing something into existence, generating new things, fabricating, fashioning, building, constructing, designing, shaping, forming, forging. Stop building, creating, putting things into this universe that your hands have fashioned and put together. Stop creating. That's from the Exodus story. Second, from the Deuteronomy Stop controlling. Stop dominating the world, taking ownership of it. Stop causing it to come under your submission. Stop demanding more and more. Stop oppressing others for the sake of accomplishing excess. Stop controlling the world around you. Stop creating. Stop controlling. Have you ever thought about the Sabbath as not just a day off, but a day where we honor and recognize that God has partnered with us to do wonderful creation in this world. He even calls us to control, to guard, to rule the earth. But one day a week, we stop that. And it's almost as if to say, the creating part that God has partnered with us in communicates to us the activity of God. This is God's work and God's activity. So for one day a week, we stop creating to recognize the creator, to say that we are not the creator. Yes, God partners with us. We can fabricate things. We can create things. We can mold things. We can cause things to come into being, but we are ultimately not the creator. The day of Sabbath is to stop and recognize you are not God. You are not the creator. He is the creator. And to honor the Sabbath is not just to stop working so you can rest, but is to turn your heart and your attention to say, I recognize that God gives me the ability to create, but I am not the creator. It is to recognize and to honor who God is. And to stop controlling is to say that God is ultimately sovereign. I can't control everything. God controls everything. He is the one who is ultimately in charge of this world and this place. Stop creating and stop controlling. Are you with me? Now, that's the biblical teaching that I would suggest to you in thinking about what this Sabbath day is and what it means to have a day off. But let's pull it down into some real, practical, tangible things that I think are, again, if we can understand this, I think we will see tremendously what a gift the Sabbath day is. Have you ever felt that you, by your creating, by your fabricating, by your putting things into the world, you have somehow gained some sort of prestige or honor or identity with the people around you? Do you feel at some times that you need to perform for others? Have you ever felt that your self-worth, the affirmation of who you are, comes by what it is that you do with your hands, by what it is that you put out into this world, by what it is that you can create, what it is that you can manipulate. Have you ever felt that if you scored enough on the soccer field or in the basketball arena, if you made enough money at your business, if you caused more clients to happen, that this would somehow cause your identity and your self-worth to increase? Have you ever felt like you've needed to secure your place in your business, um, at your school, uh, in society? If you had a certain status, 
Has anybody ever felt that your identity is bound up in what you create? So if to honor the Sabbath means to stop creating is to recognize, number one, that God is creator, but number two, you are freed from the pressure, the anxiety, the imposition of your identity being connected with what it is that you do, what it is that you create, what it is that you put out into this world. I'll I'll be honest with you, as a pastor, as somebody who puts on services, as somebody who loves to do music, somebody who creates a lot of things. I'm in the production business. I create flyers. I create graphics. I create sermons. I create a whole bunch of things. The question is, does honoring the Sabbath recognize or remind me that my identity and who God has made me to be, the, the very essence and the value of who I am as a human being, doesn't come from what I create? It comes from God. The creation of what I do is just simply the commission. It's the responsibility. It's what I get to do. It's, it's, it's the joy of being able to put out into the world something wonderful. But it is not my identity. And one day a week, honor the Sabbath. Stop creating because you know what? The world will go on if I don't create. Because God is the creator. And my identity, my security doesn't have to be bound up in what I create, what I put out into the world. Oh, if we could see... I would love to honor the Sabbath. What liberation and freedom that would be to say, you know what, I don't have to make that next sale in order to feel good about myself. I don't have to, I don't have to get that client in order to feel good about myself. I don't have to make that goal in order for me to identify myself as valuable because God has already created me to be that way. So to honor the Sabbath is to recognize your identity separate from your work. I don't know about you, but that, I love that. That is so freeing for me. And then comes the pride and the ego stuff. Have you ever felt like you needed to feel dominant or superior over somebody else? You ever have your ego puffed up? You ever been in a business situation or at school or even in your family and you know, you're, the, you're the main person, whether it's you know, top, Daddy, top mama, however you put it, whatever it is. Have you ever felt like you needed to climb the next rung on that ladder? Have you ever felt the need to compare yourself to one another? Have you ever felt like you can, if you can control this, this will make something happen in you and your soul and your identity? Stop. Your identity, your value, your worth doesn't come from that. So to honor the Sabbath, to stop controlling, to recognize that you were once slaves in Egypt. Don't enslave yourself again and don't enslave other people to the control and the comparison and all of that stuff that we all deal with. Stop. One day a week, stop. Turn your heart to the Lord. He is sovereign. Recognize that you are valuable, that you are worthy. And you don't have to run the rat race. You don't have to involve yourself in all of that. Stop. Now, I don't know about you. This is really good news. And this is why I think God has instituted the seventh day, the Sabbath day, as the culmination of the creation story. Because in the day that you get to stop, stop creating, stop controlling, God is still creating in you. 
a whole new, refreshed, renewed identity, renewed purpose, renewed value, a reminded sense that you are of ultimate worth and value, not because you create, but because you are a child of his. Now, as a child of his, create wonderful things, go out into the world, do wonderful things, cause wonderful things to happen, but that's not where your identity and your value and worth come from. So, Stop. Watch. Pay attention to the creator. Pay attention to the great conductor. Remember, we started with the musical notes and the rests. Stop your controlling the world. Stop your creating into the world and watch God move and work and let him conduct his business. Have you ever had that moment? Um, I've had plenty of these where you just ran out of time. And that thing that you thought you needed to get to was just not going to get done. And guess what? The world went on okay. And you're still here. And everybody's fine. Have you ever had that moment where he's like, this has to be done. It never gets done, but, but you're okay. Why? Watch the conductor. Watch him live and move and have his being in us. So... You know that verse, Psalm 46.10? Be still and know that I am God. This word know, as many of you already know, doesn't just simply mean know. It means to connect your heart, your soul, in deep, intimate relationship with God. So be still and know that he's God. You take this day off to remind yourself once again of who you are. So stop and watch. I'm going to ask the band to come on back up, and we're going to actually sing a song that um, Dave introduced to us a while ago called Still, which I think sums up this perfectly, and I'll ask them to just sing it, and for us to enter into a time where we pause for a moment, and then we're going to enter into a time where we eat together and remember uh, the Sabbath together and to rest. Um, But my hope and my prayer is, as we sing this, I love the lyrics, be still and know that he is God. If you've ever felt like you've been running a rat race or ever felt like you needed to accomplish or ever felt like it just wasn't enough and you had to move to that next level, you had to create, you had to fabricate, you had to get there in order for your value or your worth to be substantiated or to be validated, stop. Be still. Know that he is God. And put and fix your eyes on the conductor and let him... Let God recreate in you your sense of value, your sense of worth, your sense of identity. In other words, Shabbat, Shalom, fullness, completeness. Last quote, Abraham Joshua Heschel. We must not forget that is not a thing that lends significance to a moment. It is the moment, this time and space, that lends significance to things, which is why the Sabbath, the seventh day, is the first thing that God ever calls holy. This time that we have set aside to stop, be still, and know that he is God.
Let's pray together. Father God, we bless you tremendously for uh, this time that we have together. I thank you for this church, and I thank you for um, all the amazing things that you're doing in and through all of us. And God, I pray that we would be captivated once again by the beauty of your story, um, by the wonderfulness of your creation, and that if there's anybody in our church, anybody listening to this talk that is still struggling with identity and worth through the creation of things, God, I pray that we would honor this seventh day and stop for a moment and be recreated by you. Minister to us, speak to us, wrap us once again in your love and in your grace. And we pray in your name. Amen.